systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the episode you've been waiting for. Is it? Yep. Why? Episode 108. That's why. Oh. I have no idea what. Uh, Hello, everyone. Pat and AJ. Podcast. It is episode 108. We, we've blown past our one-year anniversary, haven't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not by a lot, but oh, yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah. This time last year, you were in Hawaii, and we were trying to figure out oh, shit, how to right. do the podcast. Because that came up in my Facebook memories that we were doing like a split-screen thing. That's right. Yeah. That did take us a while, man. It did. And then I learned... After or like towards the end of my stay, that I had kind of pissed off the owner of the house because I um I would like to do the podcast in the hot tub, right? Oh yeah, that's right. So I would turn on the hot tub, and and this is February in in, in Hawaii, and we're up. We're at about twelve hundred feet elevation, so it's not as like you know not yeah. not hot, right? So I would turn on the hot tub. And then I'd go out there and I'd set up the equipment and I would do the podcast. And I, and like once or twice when we would do that, because Pat's not smart, right? And he thinks it's just cool that he's going to be in a hot tub in Hawaii doing a podcast while you were freezing in Michigan. Uh, you it's okay, know, I managed. On the mainland. I'm a tough gal. I didn't, you know, take into consideration, hey, dummy, your, your laptop that you're using is also going to be in the sun and it may overheat. So what would happen is we would start these podcasts and we'd get like five minutes in and then my computer would overheat. And so I would get out of the hot tub and I we'd go reset up somewhere else and we'd record. Meanwhile, the owner saw it as me heating up the entire hot tub for five minutes of yeah. use and then like walking away, right? Yeah, you know? I get it. Now that we have a... Uh... Now that we have a pool and a pool heater, I know yeah. how much that costs. It is not cheap. Yeah, right. It is not cheap to run your pool heater. I'm assuming too, it's out, not cheap to run a hot tub. Either. I think out there too. Well, uh, they were telling me how the uh, heater and all that is propane, and it's so it's delivered, yeah. right? So like once you're out, you're for, out until it's delivered for yeah. the month. Yeah, dude, I rented a place out in the country for a hot minute once when I was in my twenties. And I had propane. Yeah. It was like this little house that they had cut up into four um, apartments. And there was this, you know, we each had our own little propane. And you were in charge of basically paying to get it refilled. And again, I'm from the city. So if, if there's gas, there's a gas company. Yeah. And you just use you just the. just don't think about it. Right. Yeah. You use the gas and you pay the bill. And I shit you not. At least three or four times, I would get caught with my pants no down. No propane. I'd have no propane, <laughs> which meant no heat, right? Wah, wah. That's what it meant. So I'd be out there, and I'd try to turn on a heater or something. Oh, shit, the heater won't start. Oh, of course, we have no propane. And then they charge you more if it was down to zero. Really? They wanted you to get on like a monthly plan. Oh, well, sure. They were yeah. like, look, pay us this much every month, and then we'll just come out and fill it up. And at the time, I was just very young and broke, and I could not commit to any. <laughs> to a monthly plan. And the only monthly plan I could commit to was my rent, right? That was the only one that I could do. Hey, everyone. How are you? How are you doing? You all right? You good? Great? Grand? 
I do feel like we need to acknowledge the master of ceremonies today because it is uh, a special day. Oh, don't tell me what day it is. It is our, uh, it's our gotcha yeah. anniversary. That's what I thought. With the cat here who, God, he stinks. You need a bath, yeah, dude. He's, he's stinky. He's always kind of stunk. Our very unsmelly cat. <laughs> um, the history of, you know, Charty Cat, Charty McDennis. Charty McDennis. The Char- cat of Char- cats. Cat of cats. Uh, is that when we used to work on terrestrial radio in Flint, Michigan, we did a bit that is done in every morning radio market known to man, which is you hook up at a local humane society and you somehow feature their animals, right? You've seen this a million times. I was actually times. surprised when we got there that they weren't that already they were, someone doing it. Wasn't already because doing the, it, yeah. the humane society was literally like two blocks from the radio station. Yeah, well, it's, it's just an easy layup, yeah. right? Like when you're doing certain kinds of broadcasting, Things like working with animals yeah. is an easy layout. And I love Do animals, it. so that was super easy for me. So we started working with our local Humane Society. It was the Humane Society of Genesee County. And what we did was just feature animals every week, right? Cats, dogs, kittens. Uh, did we ever have a bunny? I think we had a bunny in we there once or twice. We had multiple bunnies, yeah. Right? And bunnies, people, guinea pigs. Right, and we did get all these things adopted. It was a great time. And yes, people would always ask, how do you not take home all these animals? And the reason was easy. We already had a house full of animals. Yeah, we had a cat and a dog and uh, a bird. And a bird. At the time. And a snake. And the snake. You brought the snake home. Right? So we'd already had a bunch of animals. I thought we were done. But it's just like, you know, sometimes when guys think you're done having kids, it's really your wife who decides <laughs> that you're done having kids. I thought we were done having animals. My wife was not um, in that same camp. And and that's how one of AJ's animals that was featured on the radio and supposed to go to someone who'd call right now uh, came home with us. I literally didn't post the video of his uh, of his appearance on the show because I didn't want anybody Shut to... Do- the fuck up. Yeah, I didn't want anybody to adopt him. Did you sandbag? Did you sandbag? it, yeah. Because <laughs> I fully intended on dropping by at the Humane Society. Because <laughs> we took a video of every... Because, you know, it, it only... It only uh, translates so far when you're on the radio and you've got an animal in studio. Yeah. Like you can coo and make all these funny noises, but and they bark yeah. and sometimes meow. Yeah, but was, like we're, we're like we have to post a video. On it the was website. much more of a local morning TV bit. Yes, until I'd say the advent of websites and definitely now yeah. social media. Right, because now you're right. As soon as you do the bit, you know, you immediately say, "Hey, it's on the Instagram Live, the Facebook Live." People go, "Oh boy, what does Fluffy look like?" And they go on the page and they look at Fluffy. So we and they this- say, "Oh." We filmed this whole video, and I'm like, I ain't posting that shit. I don't want somebody dropping by the Humane Society you and picking him up. that cat. And I was going to get him, and guess what I did? Son of a bitch. He didn't tell me nothing. Walked in. Sat him down right next to me. Yeah, in a little crate. I mean, I was just so funny because he oh. acted shocked, but I'm like, I told you for the last 24 hours I was going to do this. So it's why like are you one surprised? of those things where, you know, when you, you just say dumb shit to your spouse continuously, but you're really not going to do it. Like, you're like, hey, hey. Going out Friday night, I'm going to get blind drunk. That's what I'm going to do. And you're like, shit up. And then Friday comes, and you go out and you get blind drunk, and you're like, hold on, why'd you do that? I told you I was going to do that. I told you I was going to do that. I didn't think you were really going to do I thought oh, you were. Yeah, I thought she was fucking with me because yeah. I had brought home our snake, the python. I brought home the baby little snake. Um, without with, telling me. Without telling her a couple months earlier. And she literally was like, well, this is tit for tat. Like she said, you got the snake. So I got another cat and we have another cat. You have to understand too, Pat, you'll never see. I mean, I can't even capture all the moments he has with this cat. 
on camera. Yeah. He's he Listen. carries this cat around like a baby, it's talks baby to him like baby a baby. Time. I also love. By the way, do you see this? Um, he's sitting. He, there's a t- yeah, I got a, a box. Yeah, I got a sketchbook from Amazon because I, I used to draw a lot and I wanted to start drawing again. And it came in this little box, mm-hmm. and it just ended up on the floor here in the the Groove Cat Lounge. And he sits, he on, sits on it, yeah. and it's completely collapsed. It's good. It's I mean, he but it's just it, a piece of cardboard. At this it's point. barely big enough for him, but he yeah. loves it. Man, That's he his stinks box. though. Man, he walked in here and I could smell him. It was remember he smelled at first. Because we had changed his food. Yeah. you cha- And that happens. And then he with, gained a bunch of weight. He gained a bunch of weight because that happens a lot with adopted animals. Because you were feeding animals. him too much. Yeah. he was just eating. And he was gassy because we changed his food. I'm like, damn, he smells. And like, he always just kind of stinks a little bit. I And I bathe our cats. Like, I I give them regular baths. You do, he stinks. You do. He stay and and by the way, you are supposed to bathe your cats like once every great while. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you don't have to give cats baths. Yes, you do. It's gross, but he stinks, man. Um, but he's he we, he's just our smelly cat. There's been a lot of like weird evolution since that time because I think we can all admit to it, right? Here's the things that we can cop to. AJ, the reason why she wanted this cat, and because you're going to say, but you guys already had a cat. We did. We had Rigby, the Savannah cat, right? Our big, crazy exotic that everyone loves and posts on. Pat was fine with us having pets as long as he's the one who calm, brought him home. Calm down. Uh-huh. I brought home a cat. She loved the cat. The cat was great. The cat was not a lap cat, okay? And AJ was not having the cat experience that she so wanted, okay? Her only other cat experience was with my old cat who was like 20 years old when she met him so he was just like a flop a floof i loved him you could do anything and he was the nicest cat in the world he was we got this new exotic cat which was a kitten a kitten so it's a whole new world and all of a sudden you would realize i have a cat in the house but it's not snuggly i can't take cute pictures with it damn crazy and i shit you not that is the reason why she brought home charlie okay whether she fully wants a cop to it I loved him. He fell asleep in my arms in the studio. Of course, I was going to bring him home. But tell me that you didn't want a let no, you. Rigby, you weren't do you. You didn't have a cat that was doing the cat shit you wanted you him to do. You keep saying that, but actually, Rigby was very much like he loved to like sit in between your legs or yeah. on your back. But yeah, no, I I love this cat. I want to bring him home. That's it, man. So listen. She's, and now the funny part is that they fight each other to cuddle with me. Yes, they do do that. Like especially when I like last night I worked overnight, so I sleep a little during the day. Um. They literally run into the bedroom to get like prime, like prime yeah. real estate. Like one like spoons with me, the other one sleeps on top of me. Yeah. Then they and fight. I haven't about gotten it. laid since two thousand eight. That's so natural. Last time I got laid, we were saying yes, we can by Obama. Was the last time. <laughs> so uh, happy gotcha anniversary, Charlie! You smelly cat, you little char char. Seven. He's seven now. Seven years old. Is he? He's yeah. seven. How old's uh, Rigby then? Uh, he's eight. He's They're eight. only a year apart. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you uh, are doing well. Myself and AJ are recovering from our first Arizona music festival. We got to attend the 14th annual Gem and Jam, which is a music festival here in Tucson, which coincides with the Gem and Minerals show, which overtakes the city for really weeks. Yeah, it's a few weeks. I think it's a couple weeks long. And this music festival kind of popped up in tandem with it to kind of serve a different audience. And we were out there all uh, three days this weekend. 
and it was like life was back to normal. It was um, it was nice. It was nice to be around people. It yeah. was nice to be out and doing something. It was it was good. Yeah, we had a really fun time. It was good. It was like the like it was the crunchiest fucking festival we've ever been. It to. is so west coast hippie and like i keep forgetting how like we technically there are, there are different zones of hippies yeah, and you have we're to figure them out we're in the west coast zone now <laughs> and i was just i mean really everybody was so i mean you have to understand i never in a million years would have gone to a music festival if pat wouldn't have made me go but he kept assuring me you're gonna love it it's the nicest yeah. people you've ever met you're gonna have a great time and i trusted him and i went like I, I, I was like a cat. I kind of fought him, pawed him off a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't like crowds. I don't like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he convinced me to go. And I love music festivals. The people are so nice. Nobody cares what you look like, what you're wearing, who, who you are. Nobody cares. It's just, it's the most welcoming environment. And it was even more so here at Gem and Jam. Cause we realized we're like it's a bunch of West Coast hippies here, man. Everybody's really chill. You uh, kind of hit on something. I feel like this weekend when you said um, you feel comfortable because you feel like you can play a character. Yeah, I don't have to be myself for a night. It's kind of nice. Like nobody, nobody knows you. You know, even if even if you know people at a festival, there's a great chance unless you're hanging out with them directly, you won't see them because these festivals are so huge. So I thought about that as I was walking around. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know what they do for a living. You won't see them again. I don't know where they come from. And I probably won't see them again. Although I did laugh. I went to the uh, the weed dispensary yesterday. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I bet some of the people here went to Gem and Jam. Did you wear a Gem and Jam shirt or <laughs> I something? I didn't, but next time. See, that's what it, you got to do. You my wear that. was dirty. I'll wear it next time. And someone's going to be like, yo, I was there too. Because that's like, I found the only way you can connect with people about music festivals and find out that they were there wear is the wear merch. a shirt. Yeah. Because then they're like, oh, you went to Bonnaroo? Cool, I went yeah. to Bonnaroo. But otherwise, like, you'll never see these people in daylight again. But it's, it was awesome, man. Everybody was so chill. I loved it. Yeah, I, um, it's, you know, weird when AJ kind of credits me, right? She's like, oh, he's the one who got me into it. When I've just always kind of been like an event person, right? Like well, when, yeah. like when, when I was young and I was 12 years old and I discovered house music and all the dance music of Chicago, just where that scene happened was in, you know, big warehouses or in these halls where we just set up lights and DJs and you played and you paid a cover and that's the only place you could hear the music because there was no fucking internet no. and no radio station was yeah. playing it, you know? And that kind of evolved. Of course, you grew up a little bit and, you know, you get into the nightclub scene and the festival scene, it was weird, man, because it really... Um, for much as America is credited with beginning it, right, with just every Monterey Pop and Woodstock and all those, Europe took the the ball and ran with Dude, it. Europe's I would right? I would kill to go to a music festival yeah. in Europe. So I remember in the nineties when like the first kind of pump of we can do it again happened, it was with uh, both the Woodstocks. There was Woodstock 2, yeah. which was the good sequel, which was in the early 90s. Yes. Then there was Woodstock 99, which I think we've all seen the HBO Max documentary no by now. No uh, I really wanted to go to that one. I was trying to get a squad together and trying to get a bunch of Goombas on the south side of Chicago to agree to travel to upstate New York. <laughs> I could have fucking, I would have had better chance uh, uh, bartering peace between Russia and Ukraine <laughs> than getting that crowd. So I, so I couldn't go, right? But it was the first time when I was like, okay, 
now we're doing these things that are outside of like the rave scene. It's outside the nightclub scene. And so I kind of, that's when my eye first went there. And but then I just got into radio, which we're like an event business, right? Yeah. And you do a lot of multiple um, show, uh, you know, act shows, you know, little mini festivals. And then now these big ones, like the last 10, 15 years have just really come into their own. And it was awesome. And, and yeah. I also feel like we, cause we have experience now we've gone to, gone to a lot. We've gone, I mean, we've gone to multiple Bonnaroo's, which is just kind of its own thing. You can't really compare anything to Bonnaroo. Yeah. There's Bonnaroo in Manchester, Tennessee. And then we went to Camp Bisco in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And then we went to Scranton. What? Scrap the electric city. God damn it's, right. It's literally like an unofficial, the office themed music festival. You're in Scranton. Look, you're in Scranton, PA. That's I don't all, know how yeah. you do anything in Scranton, PA without mentioning uh, the office. That was an interesting festival. It was fun. Can, um, yeah, Camp Bisco was fun. Camp Bisco was just different. It's a different vibe, though. It's an East it's Coast East vibe. East Coast, man. People were, are just, man, they're fucking cut, just rougher around the edges. Yeah, there were, there were people getting drunk and belligerent, Fuck. which there was absolutely none of that at Gem and Jam. No. Um, we went to Veld in Toronto. Yes, yeah, a two-day fest in Toronto. Which was a super different vibe because the drinking age is 18 there. Somebody 19, o- 19. 19, I'm yeah. sorry. Somebody offered our son a beer. <laughs> he was like 12. He was like 12, <laughs> but it looked like he was 17 or whatever. Well, think about it. If you can legally... Think, so in America, we start sneaking shit around 14, 15 because we can't drink till we're, we're 21. So think about it. In Canada, if you can't drink till you're 19, you're probably 10 years old. Right. Sneaking some of dad. It's fucking Molson Well, it's also something. so damn cold up there. You know, you got to drink to say. By the way, did you see that Vel just announced their 2022 lineup I saw today? it, and yeah. it looks amazing. Yeah. And if we were close to the border <laughs> like we were in Michigan, I would go again. But so we did Vel, which you're right. That's a Canadian vibe, so totally different. Um, then what else did we do? That's it. Veld, Campus Go, Multiple Bonnaroo's, Multiple and, now Bonnaroo's Gem and, Jam. and now we did Gem and Jam. Although I really do want to go to Shambhala eventually. Oh, up in Canada? Oh, Where's my that at? God. That's right over the Canadian border near Montana, which is like the most beautiful place you'll ever it's right in the canadian rockies it's gorgeous it's like it's like pretty like desolate right like you need to yeah that's a little travel it's like bonnaroo like it's you gotta drive to find it but yeah i want to go to shambhala that's on my list yeah gem and jam i mean out of all the ones we've done yeah this is by far i had a client of mine ask because he goes i want you to do this weekend i kind of told him and he goes how how crunchy we talking and i said it was a new level for us it was super crunchy yeah it was like there I, i i shit you not there was so much sage in the air that my throat hurt. And I'm, I'm not even joking. I woke up without a voice the next day and I said, that's weird. You know, I wasn't yelling, talking, yeah. singing. I'm like, why does my throat hurt? And I realized the next night when we went there, like you're breathing in all this sage and pot smoke. And it was, but it was so much fun. It was so great. Like yeah. I, I had a Dude, great time. For, get this, right? Uh, so the first day and now, so we're talking February in Arizona. And yes, we are desert yes we're 360 days of sun a year um it is but when the sun goes down when the sun goes down it is cool and i had no idea that i had heard that desert nights are like biting cold yes even though the temperatures you know it's not below zero but they're mm-hmm. like it is literally freezing and i didn't believe it until i moved here and holy shit does it get cold at night when the sun goes down even when it's like 40 degrees it's freezing so the first night of jam and jam and you already kind of expected all right it's february it's going to be a little cool well and the day itself was really nice well, sun again it once sunny. when the sun is out that's a different game but as soon as it's gone we pulled up to the gates at about 5:30 right yeah. as the sun was setting yeah 
and immediately out of nowhere realized like the gate people were getting like blown over and i'm like where the hell did all this wind come like, from there like, was just wind out of nowhere that, that was not there during the day i was like really like we're only 40 minutes from home mm-hmm. it was it was freezing and I mean, like people, I, I thought I would be the only one trying to warm up in the car. No, actually, the people all around that were parked around me were in their car trying to warm up. The best part was AJ. So we pull up, right? So it's night one. We pull up. You figure out quick as soon as you get out of the car, like, holy shit, it is whipping wind. Like, and we it brought, is crazy. We brought appropriate clothes. Yeah, we yeah. Brought, like we're layered up and hat, everything. I had a jacket with me. That was no big deal. But it was still crazy so you know we kind of get out and, and uh, all right and, and now mind you we've never been there before never been there never even fucking like looked at the map of what this is going to no. look like and aj is in almost like a full sprint going towards the gates i'm a power walker and i'm okay. trying to keep up with her right and 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 and, and then i notice once we get in through the gates because it was a really like again it's a small festival so it's pretty easy in and out uh, we relatively quick get up to the gate, get our wristband, and then boom, we're in. And she's keeping the same pace as we're entering the festival. And I go, where are you running to? And she turns around and goes, I'm trying to stay warm. <laughs> it was so cold. She was literally sprinting nowhere. Like, I, I was trying to figure out, like, is there an act she's about to miss? No. Does she have to go to the bathroom? No, I was just very cold. Does she want to get to the merch tent and be the first one to buy a fucking t-shirt? I'll tell you, though, that one of the most pleasant surprises was that one of the stages was inside, inside, like, an expo hall. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there you could That's go. That's where the wind was blocked. That's, yeah. yeah, so you could go in there and warm up, but the problem was, like, the second you went outside, I mean, there were tents blowing over. We noticed on the second night there was actually more stuff out and i'm like man last night they almost looked like they weren't set up and we realized it was from the wind the wind yeah. a lot of the shit they had set up they had to take down because it was going to get blown over i mean it was so co- i mean i really tried to power through it but by about 11 o'clock she's I, done I, i'm like i can't do this my asthma was acting up that's how cold it was i was wheezing i was um i was gear- so yeah this is funny you know, you wouldn't expect to hear this, uh, but the headline act for night one was uh, Liquid Stranger, huge EDM act. He's born in Sweden, right? Dude dude uh, comes from uh, Sweden, and as he's up playing, uh, he says during his set, uh, this is the second coldest show that I've ever played. <laughs> Welcome to Arizona. I want you to think about that. A guy born in Sweden. Sweden was very cold here in Arizona. That's how cold it was. Said that his set was the second coldest show he's ever done before, and he was in Tucson, Arizona. I don't know how to explain because because like he's up on a stage, yeah. so imagine what I mean. He's oh, just my. getting fucking. He was right in the the wind, pummeled yeah. in like a wind tunnel, probably. Um, I don't know, like, and I feel stupid trying to say it to my Midwest friends and family. I'm like, I don't know how to tell you how cold it gets at night. And they're like, Oh different. yeah, I bet it's real cold. Yeah. And I, I'm like, It's like it was. I think the lowest it got that. That night was 39, which is still chilly enough. Yeah. But again, the wind was horrific. Yeah, cut through you. And it is so dry. It is so dry that no moisture in the air. I don't know how to explain it. As a Midwest kid, it's freezing here at night. Not complaining. Yeah. But damn Friday. What did we say? Friday night was about surviving. Surviving. Like Friday there, was surviving and Saturday was thriving. That's what there I There was twice as many people there Saturday. We had a, good times. Had such a great time. I mean, Friday was fun, too. You just I, yeah, you couldn't no, go I had, outside. I had fun Friday. I had fun Saturday. I had fun Sunday. It was very, very cool. And I, I was uh, talking to my physical therapist about it. 
And she's one of those people who's like, I want to go to a festival, but I don't know. Go. If you are on the fence, just go. Okay. I know a lot of people are like, I can't, I don't go to festivals. I don't feel like that's well, my thing. Well, you just got to find one that like you realize. All right. Hold on. One, there's a dirty little secret that I'm going to tell you about all of them. They're all around to make money. Yeah. That's the only reason why a promoter does a show. Exactly. Okay. So no matter what it is you're into, the entire industry has figured out that festivals are now a viable moneymaker. Moneymaker, yeah. right? Bands have figured it out too, because trust me, bands will charge you 19 times more for a festival slot as opposed to like a regular show in your town. I spent $60 <laughs> on a hooded sweatshirt, okay? Right? No problem. No problem. Um, so no matter what it is you're into, they have one for you. Yes. And if not a festival, a fucking cruise. If yeah. not a cruise, a destination festival like they're doing in, in like Mexico. They have figured it out. I don't oh, care. Yeah, Luke Bryan just did one yeah. in uh, Cancun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't care what it is. If you don't think that just the electronic music and and like the hippies and, and, and the Coachellas of the world have a lock on it, guaranteed no matter what you're into they have an event for you and and you'll find your tribe right yeah like what i like about gem and jam is is that i can tell there's a lot of people at gem and jam who for 362 days of the year um they feel out of place yes right for 362 days a year um they're just no one's into what they're into no and and no one we're just the weirdos and yeah, they're just kind of looked at as the goofball. But then for those three days, it's about them. they get to show up and it's their tribe and it's their people. And you can talk music with anyone because everyone's into something that you're there yeah, for. It's I'll tell you, Gem and Jam um, is definitely above Camp Bisco. Yeah. Camp Bisco was fun. Just the people were a little rough around the edges. It was very East Coast. <laughs> Lots of smoking cigarettes, which was just bizarre. Like, we're just not used to that anymore. Look at AJ. She, she, she just got all, like, suburban uh, mom on you, like, I, smoking. Well, cigarettes. yeah. I hate cigarettes. Listen, my family that was has also a long like history 10, with But that was also smoking. almost like going on, like, uh, what, five, six years ago. And yeah. I, I hate to say the swing has actually happened that fast. Who knows what it's like today? Yeah. No, I love Camp Bisco. It was a lot of fun. But Gem and Jam yeah, is, is very much like at the top of my list like i and uh, not sound old but i'll sound old go ahead we got to come home and sleep in our own beds oh that was the best i mean there were people camping there i mean the fact that yeah like bisco we stayed at a hotel bonnaroo we camp veld we stayed at a hotel but this was nice it was nice coming home get a big fat nap in showering oh hell yeah sleeping in a warm bed and then going back the next day all refreshed it was good so now we have and this is no shit because this is how the the fucking season goes out here we're going to another festival in two weeks yeah Um, up up near phoenix yeah we're going to tempe and tempe is doing innings which is a and i've heard about this for years it's a spring uh, training baseball themed festival remember what i just said when i said no matter there's what you're into, there's a yeah. festival for you. Yeah, he's got friends coming in from Indiana. Yeah. Friends that went with us to Bonnaroo. I don't really think his male friend loved it. I think his wife loved it. But I think your guy friend was not, I think it was just a little too much for him. So that's why I was like, oh my God, you convinced him to go to another music festival. And you're like, yeah, because it's baseball yeah, themed. I didn't convince him at all. He convinced himself. Well, yeah. <laughs> he loves baseball and he loves all the bands that are playing. He goes, oh, who's playing Foo Fighters? Oh my goodness. Who else playing Black Pumas? Oh my goodness. Who else playing Tame Impala? Oh my goodness. I mean, that's an easy sell. It's kind of funny though with the uh, MLB lockout right now. 
<laughs> I don't think spring training is going to start on time. That's the funny part is that this, so this whole thing, this whole festival that we're going to in uh, two weeks, I mean, literally it has uh, former baseball players there signing autographs like Roger, Roger Clemens is going to be there. They're going to be doing like these podcast recordings with different baseball people. I believe there is even a baseball all-star jam band, which oh means my God. it's just all the dudes who play instruments who used to play ball, I suppose. <laughs> I can't wait to fucking see that, but... Um, Foo Fighters, too. Foo Fighters are going to be there. Uh, <laughs> I, I love how that takes, like, a backseat well, to everything yeah. else. I'm but, so excited. But, I mean, there is so much baseball woven into it with all of a sudden this lockout or st- I don't know what the fuck it is. But, yes, I, I've been thinking every day, like, holy shit, that, that'll be hilarious if everything has to pivot. I mean, what are you yeah. going to do? Nothing. But it's Yeah, it, it isn't going to affect the festival yeah. at all. But, but, yeah, so it's like two weeks. We're going back. And I'm going to tell you I what. I need that, that two weeks to recover. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys. I got to tell you. She's I, hurting. I, She's hurting. I'm not hurting. She's hurting, hurting, no, hurting. not anymore. I'm not hurting anymore, but I'm just worn out. Like, it was tough. To, we're just not, you know, we're, we don't go out late anymore. Listen, we were getting home at like 2.30 in the morning. Boys and girls, I want you to remember, she's the one who's south of 40, okay? Because I got through not one, not two, but three days just fine, all right? Although yeah. the last day, we, that was rough. We both took a nap because I had to work oh, that night, yeah. and and I said as much as I would have loved to have gone back a third night, I don't think I would have made it. I really don't. I think two nights was my max. Yeah. But Pat, we were both taking a nap, and I woke up to start work, and I went back in the bedroom. And I looked at him. I'm like, he is so exhausted. I don't want to wake him up. But if I don't wake him up, he won't go to the festival. Then he'll be mad. I'm like, what if I wake him up and he doesn't go? Yeah. I woke him up and he's like, all right, I'll see you later. Gotta go. Get up, get my coffee. Gotta go. I never understand. And again, I'm not calling you out of shape in any way, shape or form. But I am more active than you. Mm. How the hell did I end up more tired but and sore than you? Doesn't that piss you off? Isn't it pisses weird? me off to no end. Yeah. That piss you off. I st- my, my neck still hurts a little bit. For, it was just, it was, a, it was a feat. Man. Listen, we I just show up. I show up to have a good time. It was a great time. Listen, I drink a lot of water, smoke a lot of pot. You yeah. know, that's it. Make sure you get out, take walks. I try to dance every day. Maybe that's what it is. Dan- the dancing. I dance at least once a day. At least once a day, I put on a song. What, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know what it's going to be. You never know. It's it's anything from the Grateful Dead to Rick Ross. And you okay? know what? I also recommend going to music festivals for the food. Oh too, yeah, food's great because too. the food was incredible. Yeah. The, the the selection was great. We ate at different places. I mean, it was it was a really affordable festival too. Like it, they, yeah. you know, there's was, a lot. I mean, that's the problem. It was not is twelve dollars. See, for the a problem is is that you got baptized by fire. Well, you yeah. went to like the huge ones first, and even in like even in 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 our career, like working on the radio. We worked with like bigger country music festivals, yeah. So you had only kind of known these really huge operations, yeah. Where like a, a you know a bottle of beer is eighteen bucks and you have to pay it, yeah. otherwise you don't drink. Well, don't get me wrong, a bottle of beer at this thing was sixteen dollars. Oh. You know that's well, we don't drink anymore, so fine. I wouldn't know. But you know, but no, you had never experienced. <laughs> the water was cheap. You had never experienced like a a uh, five you know ten thousand people or less kind yeah. of festival, and that's what this was. Very small, very intimate. I loved how they incorporated culture, the local culture into it. And it's interesting, too, because I read something today. It was like one of those cheesy BuzzFeed maps about what is the most spoken language in that state other than English and Spanish. Yeah. It's a map of the whole country. Mm-hmm. Do you know Navajo is oh, yeah. in, here in Arizona? Yeah. 
they the um, Navajo mean. Nation was so present at this festival. They had a drum circle. Mm-hmm. They had uh, God, the guy on the full headdress doing a dance on yeah. stage. It was incredible. Like it was just so cool and cultural, and I loved it. There you go. It was awesome. Be a hippie in the desert. It's fun. It, it's fun. Try it once in a it's while. It's refreshing you, for the soul. It is. You might like it. I should, listen. I never <laughs> thought I would be the person who try would, it. You might like it. I've got a closet full of festival weeks now. Did I ever think I'd be that person? No, but here we are. I can have a new girlfriend every night. I love it. Yeah, yeah, you do. (laughs) The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.